0: Today's episode of That Song From That Movie is coming up after this.
1: Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Jane. And we have a brand new podcast called Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, where we talk about
0: witches of the entertainment world. From the horror movies Warlock, Suspiria, The Witch, and
1: The Blair Witch Project, to the more comedic or whimsical such as Harry Potter, Hocus Focus, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and The Blair Witch Project. No movie, TV show, or book is off limits. All witches, man witches, sorry warlocks, we're not calling you that. Witches brews, witches of history, familiars, and witch-like activity will be discussed as we laugh and have fun talking about the wonderful world of witches. So join us every other week for some fun witchy talk. All witches welcome. My notes are telling me that there are four songs in Bambi, but I only remember one, and I think the rest of the world only remembers one. So let's figure out what the other three were on today's episode of That Song From That Movie. Hakuna. Matata. Hey, thank you for joining That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. I am your bird host, Dietrich. (laughs) And today we're joined by the man who would never say eating greens is a special treat,
2: Alex. (laughs) You're right. I would never say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the things
0: I think I'd I'd know most about you. I could actually introduce you as, this is Alex. He hates vegetables.
2: Yeah. So being a vegetarian for the last year and a half has been quite... Oh, yeah. My God.
1: When I was going through the quotes, I saw that one. I was like, I'm going to have to use it for Alex. (laughs) Known vegetable hater.
2: (laughs) Known vegetable hater, yeah.
1: And we're also joined by the very brave and very wise, and that's why he's known as the great prince of that song from that movie, Ben. HR came down hard on you. I'm trying to make up for it. <laughs>
2: There's a file and everything.
1: Lawsuit, yeah, lawsuit pending. <laughs> Thank God. What have we been watching this well, peek behind the curtain, we haven't recorded in two weeks, so what have we been watching the past two weeks? I watched that Army of the Dead.
0: You know, the Zack Schneider uh, film on Netflix. Yeah. Terrible.
1: With Batista.
0: Terrible. Absolutely shocking. I don't get. I just don't get what's new about it or anything. I thought, oh, maybe he's doing something cool. No, just Vegas is infected. The wall built around it. Oh, we gotta go in for some money. Right. Cheers.
2: <laughs> in, why do they need money in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? Well, it's,
0: I don't think it is. I think it's Vegas got infected and they built a wall around it. Oh, and so only because Vegas obviously there's connected. a lot of money in Vegas. Are they like um, they're like bank robbers and then yeah, it's basically like, like Ocean's <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, but with, zombies, but with
1: zombies. Is the joke supposed to be like that? People go to Vegas are brain dead or something like that.
0: Uh, there's well, there's a lot of like you know Elvis impersonators dressed like zombies. You know a lot of uh, sort of um, what's his name, um, the behind the candelabra guy, oh, Liberace. Liberace, yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. playing the piano as a zombie, that sort of thing. What about you,
2: Alex? Well, because it has been two weeks, I have actually watched some films. <laughs> so I watched I watched Tenet, which um, was could, okay. you, could you hear it? No, Did not really. <laughs> <laughs> so they've not fixed it for the home release. No, I wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't ideal like it was it was difficult to understand most of what but i thought actually like you didn't need to hear it because it was it was so hard to understand what was going on anyway that, that <laughs> it's it, really i is. don't think any of the dialogue would have actually helped <laughs> but i kind of liked they just felt felt the need to not really explain much <laughs> about what was happening and you just kind of had to let it wash over you i don't well i don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing but that is what happened <laughs> it's a thing uh, yeah, it was it was okay. It felt it felt like they were maybe setting up a sequel, which worries me.
0: Tenet two doesn't have the same uh, sort of um, palindrome effect. No. To what <laughs> two tenant two to <laughs> what? To
2: what? So I watched that and I also watched um The Woman in the Window, which is a Netflix film. Uh, um, wait, The Woman in the
0: Window. Is that based on like the forties film?
2: No, well, so it's based on a book. Um, <laughs> oh, well, okay, we'll see we the go. film
0: is probably based on the book.
2: No, so the, oh. <laughs> the book, So the book. Uh, the character in the book is really into like old Hollywood sort of like thriller okay. movies. Yep. So that's that's where the reference comes from. So the actual name of the book is based off that original film. <laughs> right. But the film is awful. It's okay. absolutely, it's got a stellar cast. It's got Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Julie Amell.
0: Oh, it's that one. Oh, yeah, I, I literally put it on and then something happened and I had to turn it off. So there's no point going back to it.
2: The book is okay. The film is god-awful.
0: I don't, I don't read <laughs> books.
2: So. Yeah, well, we'll just avoid this entirely then.
1: D? Well, because it's been two weeks, I have also watched some films. <gasps> so I'll, I'll, I'll pick a choice cut, which was Netflix, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. The
2: Mitchells vs. The Machines. It looks movie. very good on the trailer, but I haven't <laughs> watched
1: it yet. Yeah, so it, it is good. I wouldn't say it's great. No. i like, got a lot of people are claiming like it's like the next big animated movie like i mean, a classic I, I know it needs another 20 years ben it does everything does but if you're gonna watch it i would say just keep watching until um well i'm not even gonna say it, but you'll know when the scene happens because that's worth the the whole movie like watching all just for that one scene so that's my uh tease for that i guess because i don't want to ruin it good lad so today's episode is another step on our disney marathon so this time it is bambi so to find out what was happening in the world when the movie came out Time for some history. <laughs> now that was amazing. Hey, we have one jingle now. <laughs> we have a jingle. <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? Yeah.
0: Oh, every time, yeah.
1: Time for some history.
0: <laughs> What's the intonation on the Couldn't
1: Got on fiver? Well, I didn't want to spend any money on it. I...
0: <laughs> we are cheap. Also like do we call it a marathon if between what the f- the films were also doing a lot of other things it's like running sort of like a few miles in the marathon and then just pausing for a week and then carrying on yeah it's a triathlon okay so we are going back to august 1942 the war is still raging so most of the news is always dominated by this but interestingly the manhattan project commences which was for those unaware, a research project led by the US, which lead physicist Robert Oppenheimer and his scientist developed the world's first atomic bomb, which apparently was a bad move. Uh, Years later, Oppenheimer would make the famous remark of the event, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds, which is, I mean... Dramatic. (laughs) Yeah, very dramatic. I think he said it on a radio show, and I think they asked him to re-record it to make it sound better as well. well, (laughs) Can you just perform that line? A bit <laughs> yeah, well, really Shakespearean.
1: I am become deaf. It's a shame we didn't say time for some history because I could have used that. <laughs>
0: I'll get Orson Welles to come in and do it. In other news, Start, a football team in Kiev, played a game against the German Luftwaffe, which was dubbed by news at the time as the death match. Against all odds, Start won 5 3. And subsequently, eight of them were arrested and tortured and four killed. So the Luftwaffe weren't exactly uh, good sports about that loss. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, who really
0: lost to that match? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I know. It's just ridiculous. It, it's one of, it reminds me of... Um, oh, I forget what film it is, where you just really don't want to score.
1: I believe that was an episode of Unfabulous.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was. Um...
1: I was thinking it's probably like Escape to Victory in some way. Just should mention that film whenever we can. No,
0: it was unfabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and in incredibly creepy news, Janet Lee. Do you know who Janet Lee is? Uh, yes,
2: she is the woman from Psycho.
0: She was the woman from Psycho and uh, Touch of Evil. So yes, very famous star. She married John Kenneth Carlisle at the age of 14. So I don't care when that no. is and what period. <laughs> it's weird. It's wrong. I think he was 19 at the time and they eloped. Guess how long the marriage lasted?
2: Uh, a month.
0: Slightly longer. Ooh, you you clearly two underestimate months. their love. <laughs> it was four months. Shocking. Oh, wow. God, honestly, such a weird time. Anyway, apparently a film called Bambi also came out, uh, which is Disney's fifth animated movie of the time, directed and supervised by David Hand. So this is a Disney classic in which involves a young deer named Bambi as he navigates through the stages of life in his woodland home. So as a boy, he learns from his doting mother and his father, the great prince of the forest. He meets a beautiful young doe named Feline, and as he grows, he learns that there is a tragedy as well as beauty and joy in his forest and on the path to adulthood. So what do we think of this film?
1: I think this film had a bigger impact on me as a child than it did when I watched it as an adult. As a child, I thought it was incredible. and used to cry at the end of it, and now I watched it back going, oh, it's not... That good, this is, is it really. Like, there's, there's bits that are really good, like one of the songs we'll come to, and uh, do we talk about that scene yet?
0: Well, uh, you can talk about whatever you want, Dietrich.
1: Spoilers for a, a really old film. When Bambi's mother is killed. <laughs> Those bits are really good, but the rest of it just feels like filler for like a short cartoon. But, but similar to Pinocchio, actually. I'm not sure if that's because they didn't have enough to begin with. Yeah, it didn't quite land the same way for me as an adult. What about you, Alex?
2: Yeah, probably similar. Like I think you said, there's a few real standout scenes, especially one with a song, so I'm hoping we're talking about the same (laughs) one, but we'll find out later. I think for me, what I didn't like about rewatching it recently was that I felt like at least with Pinocchio and Dumbo, there's some real, like... There's like a real strangeness to both of them, which still makes it sort of charming to watch now. Whereas I felt like this one, there wasn't a great deal to it it felt like it was it was sort of just less imaginative i suppose and it, and it didn't really yeah. it didn't really grip me with anything that it put out there it was sort of just a bit it felt like it was a film compiled like almost entirely of offcuts of of other films <laughs> like just scenes from yeah. other films that they just plonked together so i kind of ag- agree with you i i didn't i don't really have much of a memory of this one from childhood anyway so re-watching it, it was a bit like mm. Maybe this is why we didn't watch it as a child. Maybe my parents couldn't sit through it because it's just a bit dull. I always thought that Bambi's mum died near the beginning of the film. I don't know if that's just—it's clearly just a miss—a miss memory because she dies like probably about halfway through. I think it's about half an hour, thirty-five minutes. So I don't know where yeah. I got that from. But I've just always had in head that she died right at the beginning.
0: That would have been a bit of a brutal opener, wouldn't it? Well, that's
2: what. But that's why I thought that that's what it was. I thought that it that it was yeah. like a really like shocking beginning, and actually, I think it probably would have the film would have made more of an impact on me recently if it that is how it began. But yeah, so I, I mean, it's just it just kind of was a nothing film for me. It was luckily it was only an hour long, so <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to sit through it for too much <laughs> Yeah, Ben, yeah. yeah, you go.
0: I was, I'm kind of the opposite of Dee, which is quite interesting. I had a very pigeonholed view of this film as a kid. I thought it was the film where Bambi's mother died and that's it. And it's scary and it's tragic and it's sad. So why would I want to watch it? And similar to Alex, I thought it was fairly simplistic because, yes, it's probably the first Disney film of this period in which isn't as imaginative, isn't as fantastical. Um, It's about, I guess, anthropomorphised animals in a wood and that's it. There's no sort of magic. And in a way, that's kind of, as an adult looking at that, I quite like that there isn't like a sort of a get out of jail free card in all the other disney films i feel like when the bad things happen something magical fixes it and it's quite a common trope i guess of disney something magical comes to save the day here it teaches a lot to a kid about you know these things do happen this is nature this is life people die bad things happen that's how it is life carries on life continues going Uh, on this cycle uh, which is quite (laughs) yeah it does find a way true And the film kind of, its moods and um, scenes match the seasons quite well. And I think that's why it probably doesn't start with the death, because it starts in spring. And the death happens in, like, the autumn period. There's the kind of the burning of the forest, which again is, you know, that sort of end of summer. Life and rebirth again in the spring. And I find, as an adult, how the villain, I guess, which is just us man. man yes is off screen for the entirety i know they come across the camp and there's the dogs chasing feline i think through like a sort of like a mountain pass but yeah i find that quite interesting to watch back on as i did a few weeks ago yeah i had a newfound respect for it watching it back because yeah i really didn't care for this film for the past <laughs> decade or so and yeah it's an incredibly environmentalist film for the time as well when people probably didn't give a crap <laughs> Um, and nowadays, I think that's a lot more pertinent. So, yeah, I thought it was amazing, actually.
2: Interesting. You make some good points. But...
0: <laughs> it's not I all ju- I ever want from Life, Alex, for you to sort of uh, <laughs> accept me.
2: Well, I think you do, but I think for me, like, you could still do it with, like, an element of, like, imagination or fantasticalism, if that's a word, which I think it's not. You've coined it. You've coined it again. Because I think, like, it, we've done a film that's relatively similar to this before, which is Warship Down. Which kind of does it tells a very similar story in a lot of ways, particularly about environmentalism and the brutal nature of 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 life. But I don't know. There's just there's just more to it. There's more. There's more mythology about it. There's more. I don't know. I just, I just think that there could have been something just to spruce this up a little. Yeah. Because it is just a little bit. I think simple was the word you use. I think that's kind of right. But I think you do make a good point. And I think the morals of the film are very good for the time especially if you compare it to a lot of other Disney films maybe they're not (laughs) so much and I think that's definitely one thing that is going for it we did say at the time I
0: think in the Watership Down episode that that was an adult film masking as a sort of a film for kids yes so I think this is a film for kids probably why I enjoyed it more (laughs) (laughs) probably Um, you are dead inside as well yes Um, do you want some facts? Uh, factoids Um, so for those unaware Disney is often categorised into seven different periods D, do you know what those are? Um,
1: original recipe. <laughs> uh, yep. Go on. That's one. Uh, Good. Renaissance, post-Renaissance. That's uh, three. Modern Renaissance. I'm surprised you got that one. That's uh, the one people post forget. Post, post, most,
2: post, most. No, say it. Are these genuine? <laughs>
1: no, this
0: is coming out of <laughs> right. these
2: <that>? original recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about like, KFC or something, but then when Dev was the, like consent, you know, sensing, I was like, are these the genuine titles? <laughs> ah, yeah, the
0: post most wrestling renaissance. <laughs> uh, now there's kind of different eras, but like the, the first era, original of recipe. the films. It's not original recipe. No. You may coin them that if you'd like, but it's known as the golden era of Disney. Oh, wow. It's first five films of the golden oh. era. So, golden fried chicken. Yeah, like the golden
2: skin of the fried chicken.
0: <laughs> I'm scratching my face and rubbing my eyes. So this book ends those five films. Five classics. I don't think you can argue that. I mean, obviously you can maybe like them, but they are famous big films. So we had Snow White, Pinocchio... Uh, Fantasia, Dumbo, Dumbo, and Bambi—they're the five. Yeah, is that right? That sounds right. It's then followed by what's known as the package era. or it's the absolute drizzling shits <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, yes. That's the I don't know what part of the KFC analogy this would be. Uh, I don't know the, the, the original
2: KFC fries, the mashed potato. What? Then one film that's in this era that defines
0: the, it. Uh, the, probably the most famous is the Three Caballeros.
2: Yeah,
1: that's probably the best one as well.
0: Um, other ones you might not have even heard of. Melody Time.
1: It's, it's awful. Fun and fancy free. Awful. Exactly. Make Mine Music. Awful. Yeah.
0: They're not They're not great. They're not well known. And I think the next time Disney kind of gets back to its sort of classics, it's known as the, the Silver Era, which I think starts with Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, these films are not great. And I think Disney was bought, or at least funded by um, the government, to make propaganda films. So they became a lot of the animators went off to the war so they were had really slim budgets they became very sort of basic few animators it was just very nationalist films i think there's even a donald duck sort of uh,
1: nazi film isn't there yeah yeah where he's like behind enemy lines yes. fucking things up yeah basically <laughs> um that's one to watch <laughs> so this kind
0: of is the last film for a while and i don't think it's many years i think it's about 8 years i think until 1950 i think cinderella but there's a lot of crap after this um and bambi wasn't exactly a success of the time similar to the films that came before it not a lot of people were going to the cinema this is wartime uh so i think it did really really poor at the box office a lot like you said alex also felt it lacked that disney magic including at our best friends i say sarcastically over at the new york times
2: mm. I think it was lacking something else that they not, enough blue, tits. <laughs> not
0: yeah, enough blue tits, not enough blue tits. <laughs> they were they wanted more Twitter patient. A lot of critics at the time felt they were jeopardizing their legacy. Wow, I know. Yeah, they, that, those, were the, those were the terms.
1: God, how would they have reacted to Home on the Range?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I probably New York Times probably loved it. However, it's now considered. I don't think you can argue a classic on many standards, even if you consider it traumatic. <laughs> It had a lot of uses in environmentalist sort of leaflets and pamphlets at the time. I think Bambi became somewhat of a face for like, um, what's, the, what's the bear called in America? That's to, only you can prevent forest fires. Smokey bear. Smoky bear. I think it was like a prelude to that. Don't know how successful it was. <laughs> probably Americans at the time probably tore up the pamphlets, used it to light various fires in the redwoods of um, Yosemite National Park. But it had good intentions. That's all I can say. And as well-known and famous this film is, probably for me it was because of the death, I'd say, and I'm interested to know what you think, the songs aren't great for this film. As a general piece.
1: It's definitely the weakest of all the films we've covered so far as a as a
0: whole. Yeah, uh, It
2: wasn't a yes. killer collection,
0: was it? <laughs> it was not a killer collection. So there's four songs from Bambi, four lyrical songs that we'll talk about. How many of these could you think of before one. One one. looking? Yeah, one. <laughs> one? <laughs> Which one was it?
1: Do we even Do need to say it? <laughs> <push out? laughs>
0: and it's <in> beautifully, um, <laughs> beautifully sang as well, Alex. Yeah, that's the only one I was aware of. Two of them I could, I when once I played back, I recognised them, but that's the only one that came to mind. And I think it's the only one I ever, ever hear on like a lot of Disney compilation albums.
2: Yeah, it's the only one that's still relevant. Yeah, and I didn't... I think with the other other films, like when I've listened to the songs that you said, Ben, I've recognised at least a few of them, but this one I'd listened to all four songs and only recognised the one I (laughs) already (laughs) knew.
0: Well, let's crack on with them then.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight or ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money, so that's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave the house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. It's valid until the 30th of June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up that 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply.
0: So the first song of Bambi and the first song we will be discussing today is Love is a Song, which is very of the time with Disney films, which comes over a title card. D, are you still a big fan of title cards? Yes. The Disney ones as well, even though they're fairly boring.
1: Well, generally yes. Uh, not so much for this one. What, what, what's what's this one doing for you? This one is very forgettable. It, it, it's called "Love Is a Song," and if it's one way to describe this, it's a song. Like, <laughs> Oof. Oof.
2: thanks, of genius. <laughs> <laughs> Just,
1: I like the, the the choir sound quite hoarse, and it gives it a rich sound, but. Compared to, like, previous efforts on previous Disney films, this one just, it doesn't leave an imprint on my brain. Hmm. It starts off quite epic, but it very quickly <laughs> dissipates into general intro music.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Alex? Um, very much the same, to be honest. I think, like, other than April Showers, I can't even sing here now. Listening to them a few times this morning I can't remember how any of the songs actually went
0: <laughs> oh, That's a shame because I was Hoping for a rendition from you no. At least of the initial uh...
2: Love song, I have but love song
0: <laughs> it, Honestly, that's the exact Same one that comes to my mind every time I think this. Yeah,
2: well for for the last song um, which we're going to I have written, it sounds literally like one song, but then just change the words. And the first song as well, this one does sound the same as well. They, they all just sound exactly like that. But I've made a lot of notes on the lyrics because I read the lyrics of the songs because yes. I was trying to mm-hmm. to actually uh, cement them in my mind a little bit more because <laughs> <laughs> they did just keep disappearing. But I think like lyrically, the song does get across like the themes of the film quite yes. nicely. Um, this sort of idea of, love triumphing o- triumphing over sort of the world sometimes brutal nature and uh, and also like the fleetingness of existence. And I think that's these things that, like... What well, every love maybe. song should have. Yeah, there's literally <laughs> a song in here, Life May Be Swift and Fleeting, um, but in the world, love is eternal. And I think that that's kind of essentially the message of the entire film. Like, there's yep. these cycles, the seasons, and they sort of continue and continue, but love sort of, like, transcends above that. And I think that song kind of does capture that theme lyrically, it just it wasn't memorable. <laughs> so it feels it felt like they were trying to they were trying to match the film lyrically, but they kind of forgot to make the song um, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like all their notes on pieces of paper, and they're just like, look, we forgot to make it good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this this song. I mean, it was written by the great Frank Churchill, uh, and performed by Donald Novice with his backing chorus like Alex already said it's about all encompassing emotions love through loss and pain continues each day like the dawn i think it says it's incredibly brief i think it's two verses and a refrain from the qu- chorus but i i see i remember this one once it started playing i quite like it i think it was quite beautiful um and i guess maybe that's just because i've found the film quite touching watching it back and maybe that's just dependent on your view of the film my wife instantly recognized this one with a tear in her eye and i yeah i i think it leads quite beautifully into the spring part of the film and it feels a very sort of spring song sort of open curtain you know looking at the world <laughs> very joey uh from friends Morning's Morning. here <laughs> <laughs> um going forward i think all the songs if you take this film as seasonal i think they all feature in spring and su- spring and summer there's no winter song there's no autumn song um probably wouldn't work I'd, uh, maybe like a thrash metal piece may have worked over the fire don't think there was many thrash metal bands around in 1942 but um i will be corrected if the internet
1: points were out potentially they could have been used in bambi too i have never
0: seen any of the like i know there's lots of disney sequels for like straight to dv straight to dvd straight to vhs sequels um, I think the only one I have ever seen is the Lion King. Yeah, because
2: it's good, because it's amazing.
0: <laughs> but I know there's like a Pocahontas two, a Beauty and the Beast two, um, and so on and so forth. Um, yes. No idea what
1: Bambi two is about. Is he just does he just have a kid and it goes through the cycle again? Very Groundhog Day. Well, on the picture, he's a kid still, so I guess it's more like a maybe it's set during Bambi. Oh gosh, oh what, just more more events and Twitterpation. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe it's the other seasons.
0: Yeah, probably. One fact I do have about this song is a bit of a sour one, unfortunately. So it was nominated for Best Original Song the year after in 1943, losing out to quite a big song in White Christmas. I find it weird a Christmas song winning in March, (laughs) but (laughs) hey-ho. However, Frank Churchill, who was the writer for a lot of Disney classics up to this point, we've discussed him on a few in Snow White, he committed suicide in May 1942 before Bambi was even released. Now, there was reports at the time that there was talk about the what led to that was a huge disagreement with Walt Disney over the songs of this film and that Walt Disney didn't like them. And from what I've read about Walt Disney, he probably didn't say it like that. <laughs> was probably a lot harsher. I mean, if that was the truth. And it's also very... Um, simplistic to state that one thing like that could lead to yeah. such um is someone taking their own life and I think that's a bit unfair. But yeah it's quite sad and fortunately his legacy I guess is quite especially with Snow White lives on and I think he had a lot of involvement in Pinocchio as well. Um but yeah it's quite sad that. Okay, moving on to the second song, which is the one you have brought attention to already, which is Little April Shower, the second song in the film Bambi, and in our opinion. The most well-known. So again, this is lyrics by Frank Churchill and Larry Maury and seems to evolve around a day of fun in which young Bambi nestles up with his mother to witness the rain just before a night storm. So you obviously recognise this one. What do you think of it as a song?
2: It's the standout song and scene for, from the entire film for me. I'm yeah. hoping this was the one you were, you were talking about as well. It was, yes. Obviously, yes. <laughs> like I think it like really perfectly encapsulates that sort of sense of delight of watching a storm from like inside or from safety. <laughs> I Do you remi- know, like that? <laughs>
0: it just reminds me of Peter K. You know the uh, look at a guttering, Janice. You guttering. Look at guttering.
2: Oh, it's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feel. And and yeah, just like the way this scene is constructed. There's, we talked about that scene from Prince of Egypt where the thunder sort of flashes and you see the whale through the water, yeah. and I guess that that's kind of playing on what's happening in this animation with the thunder flashing and then you see that rain splash every time it flashes. <laughs> I just think it's really the music and the, the actual animation fits so, like really seamlessly with this one. And yeah, I just think like when you watch it, this is this is the moment you remember, other than mm-hmm. Bambi's money <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> So yeah, for me, it was just that. And um, I think, again, like it, it sort of demonstrates that sort of fleeting nature of things, but it chooses to sort of demonstrate it as like a moment of wonder when like a storm could be easily like a moment of dread or dismay. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think it's sort of s- suggesting that the way we interpret moments can define our sort of short fleeting existence. So why not choose to see things in a more positive light? And I think that's kind of a message throughout the film and it comes to the next song as well when we talk about it. About life is short, so why not make the most of it? <laughs> and I think that that's this scene like really gets that message across well because it could be like a really terrifying scene with all the la- thunder flashing, but it doesn't. It never feels like it actually feels the complete opposite. So yeah, I think that's why it really works. Interesting. At the end of the day, it's a it's a Disney classic when it comes to songs mm-hmm.
1: in their history. We all said it's the only song we could really remember before we started doing this recording. Yeah. When I think of the song and sort of the upbeat nature of it, it might, it brings a smile to my face. Uh, and I think it's because when I think of the song, I forget about the second half with like, <laughs> the animals scurrying for cover and uh, the cracks of thunder, which are very unsettling. Like, with the symbols at the same time, which I think is scarier than actual thunder and lightning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
1: So I wouldn't be surprised if this film is responsible for a lot of people's phobia. <laughs> Maybe. I thought it was interesting that Alex on... Is it the previous one? But I'm assuming you looked at this one as well. Looked at the lyrics for this one?
2: Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah,
1: I looked at the lyrics for one. Before you looked at the lyrics, could you name any other lyric in the song other than drip, drip, drop, Little April Showers? No, I could not. No, I, <laughs> I, I still now just go... Meh, 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 meh. I it's another the ground. Beautiful sound,
0: the sort of repetition of that. Yeah, beautiful sound.
2: It, it was almost like when I saw that there were more lyrics, I was like... I, I didn't. Uh, it just made no sense to me because like, where where are these other words in the song? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, they're, they're almost. Uh, can you say that onomatopoeic? Like just the drip, like how it's done with. Uh, I can I can say what I want. <laughs> yeah, I can say what I want. <laughs> Bambi is a dog. <laughs> this seems quite common of the time. The Snow White. What's the song when she's cleaning up?
2: Whistle while, Whistle while, you while you
0: work, answer. yeah. There's a lot of that. You know where the sort of the music's going with like the scenes and what's happening and like directly influencing an action. And I, that, this is probably, I think, the greatest example of that in all of Disney because this song is incredibly unique. I think it's very much a scene, you know, it's like stop and let's just have a song. That's just kind of, you know, going on a, more of a background. It's like paying attention to all the detail that's kind of happening about It's not push. it's not developing a character. It's not providing exposition in a sense. It's very much just a, a piece of mindfulness. Like there's a storm happening, let's focus on it which I think is incredibly rare for Disney. Like with some of the little sort of unique little bits, like the is it like a partridge or a pheasant kind of running with a mouse under it and it runs into its uh, home or hovel? Like little bits like that just really stand out. I found the bits with the wind quite frightening. <laughs> just as a kid, I remember thinking like, I think, is it like the, the actual choir that's doing the wind? Yeah. <laughs> it's really Ooh. cleverly done, yeah.
2: <laughs> just, whoa, whoa. Oh.
0: But yeah, like the, you know the, the first few musical notes, just as the few first drops of rain stars, it's so clever, so well done. The song itself runs quite cyclical, and I think again, the cyclical nature of the film, this song epitomizes that it's so well done and is worth talking about the songs of this film just for this song, because the other two are a bit lighter, shall we
2: say? There is that moment of like fear within the song. it, it basically just encapsulates the full story, doesn't it from like Fun and, and enjoyment, then kind of it moves into that sort of like period of fear, <laughs> and then it like drifts out again to, to shows like you can come back out the other side of yes. loss and and fear and whatnot. So actually, like this song almost is the full film in miniature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe they should have kept it as that. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just this one little scene. You do love a short Disney film, I do. So the third song of Bambi, third or four, is. Let's sing a gay little spring song. The song marks how spring is here, sung by a choir of birds to the great annoyance of the owl, which I think I (laughs) am understanding a lot more as I age, (laughs) who is watching from above. What do we think of this song, then? It's all about the owl. It's all about the owl. Um, I've got
1: a question about this. How has there not been a Disney Plus spin-off for this owl? (laughs)
0: Friend owl, as he's known, apparently.
1: Oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> that's not a good name for a TV show. <laughs> Friend Owl. <laughs> Friend Owl.
0: Yeah, I've, I'd forgotten about the owl as a character.
1: Much like Love is a Song, it's very forgettable. Yeah. Outside of the owl's antics. But it's the antics that are more memorable than the actual, like, song going on. Because he's, he's not singing it, really, over then. I think he sings it, like, once, song, like, mockingly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I couldn't tell you how the song goes, and I've, I listened to it, like... Before we started recording, just to make sure, because it was the one that was really not in my brain. Yeah, and I still can't remember how it
0: goes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I listened to it. I listened to it about an hour ago, and
0: I've forgotten a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've kind of forgotten how it goes as well. I mean, am I right in thinking that the song comes just after Bambi's mum's died?
0: Uh, no, it's before that, isn't it?
2: I felt like it was maybe the scene afterwards. I could be wrong.
0: I can't remember. I feel like it was before. They're all they're all really young, and it's kind of
2: uh, no because at the end of the seat, Bambi's like an older deer with stags and stuff. I, with can't a, remember. Yeah. I think it comes just afterwards. Say it, it, it,
0: say it, say it with the point,
2: and then. Well, we'll... I said, my point only really works if it comes afterwards. Just say it anyway. <laughs> Don't let
1: a thing like uh, the truth get in the way of a good oh, point.
2: Okay, I will. <laughs> so, like, I think I think what this song kind of does well in terms of its placement, if it does indeed come after the, the Bambi's role. Well. <laughs> is that it kind of tries to reinforce this message of like positivity. And I think there's a lyric in there. It's like things always seem right when you're chipper and bright. So it's sort of suggesting like, you have to kind of just get over the darkness that's happened before and move on with life, and, like endure. But I think like grouped together with the owl's irritation by it, it kind of, it, it's almost like a challenge to this ideal that you should, you should just be okay with things that happen by nature. And I think like it, The song wasn't memorable, but just like its placement within the film felt memorable. If it is indeed where it was, it is. uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lots of um, like little asterisks there on your point. Yeah, I just
2: think it it puts like a slightly more sinister dark edge to that message. So it kind of shows you both sides of it. Um, This idea of like having a positive outlook because it's not always easy.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, I've not thought about that. Um, I think because my focus was all on Friend Al. (laughs) <laughs> he steals the show. You yeah. should just be called Friend Al. I don't care if it's a terrible name, D. Um, Alex, have you ever been Twitterpated?
2: Uh, no. Mm, long, for a, long for the day.
0: Long for the day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think as well that's why this song comes after the death of the mother, because they then all see the three different love interests, don't they? Mm, yeah. So I think it is when they're older, after she's died. Yes, they're very much girls, icky. And then they're like, girls, not icky. <laughs> exactly.
0: I think the thing that I empathise most with Friend Owl about is, especially at this time of the year, so we're in June, it's quite hot at the moment, fortunately. I've got my window open in the night. How annoying is Birdsong? <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Thank God for birds and all that. But God, they're so loud.
2: <laughs> I want to sleep. It's not quite as annoying as your cat's at your window trying to uh, get you to come down and bring her inside. That's, that's
0: more annoying. That's not a Gay Little Spring song, is it? <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> it
0: is not. Is it any of those words? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> <a> spring. Actually, <laughs> it's not, is it? <laughs> so, moving on to the fourth and final song that book ends, the musical numbers of Bambi is Looking for Romance, which is the final song for the film, and for me, most forgettable one. Um, it's a love song. For intense purposes, between Bambi and Feline, whose affection he has earned after he defeated Rono, a rival stag in battle. <laughs> People forget that bit. Uh, it's The fact that Tindia is called Rono it makes me sound, <laughs> makes me think of like a, like an a, an American Italian sort of in the Bronx. <laughs> it's Very <laughs> Greece, very Rono. Yeah, it's very Greece. Get the it? fuck out of here! <laughs> Your
2: it's, it's, Instead of having a battle, they should have had a drag race down there. Like a viaduct. Don't he, was the, doing the, he was doing the clicks
0: of the West Side Story <laughs> as he was moving to us. With Bambi. Wearing a dragon coat. <laughs> the song is performed by Donald Novice again and the Disney Choir, with lyrics by Larry Maury and Frank Churchill. Thoughts, guys?
1: It's a banging song.
0: Oh, do you think?
1: Sorry, sorry. It's a song about banging, is um, what right, I mean. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Hey-oh. hey <laughs> oh <laughs> No, it's basically it's time for that word again, isn't it? It's forgettable. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we've used it so many times on this episode and this is the end of one. What what is the hook of this song? Like it's all it's all verse. It's like it's less of an actual song and more of like a short form poem with accompanying music in the background. God, how much better would this have been if it was a slam poetry? <laughs> if it was death poetry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it bookends a weak set of songs, maybe let's just put it that way. Like although that might be giving in the game away for when we do best
2: song later on, Alex, I think like like you guys have said it's not it's not the most memorable. Like I said, it it really gives me one one song vibes from Snow White. Um, but I think that that's kind of more so like the canny sort of sound. Like it's like they're singing through like a traffic cone yes. or something. Yes. <laughs> And uh, although I do quite like I do quite like that sound in songs, and I sort of do like the sort of like jazz agey or like sort of thirties forties kind of um, standards, I just think like the the ones in this film are just not very. They just they're, like they said, there's no real hook. There's no there's no catchiness. No nope. lyrically again, it, and like its placement kind of does serve a purpose. It's just they maybe didn't quite get them quite right. Like I think it's no surprise that the beginning song and the last song are both about love, and they sort of sandwich those two sort of nature songs, as, as I'll refer to them in the middle, um, about spring and table and, and showers. So the, the soggy bread that surrounds the deer meat that is Bambi's mother. <laughs> yes, exactly. To go back to the point about love enduring through all this hardship, the first song is about love, the last song is about love, and it's kind of just that connection of the circle, isn't it? And actually you see it very much in the final scene where it's it's almost a shot for shot of the first scene. So I think like, I understand why the song is there and, and, and what it's trying to say thematically. I just think, again, they didn't quite nail it with the actual yeah. songs, which I think is it's a shame. And I think it's the one thing that Disney usually get right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Like I said, I don't really like this one. Um, but I was surprised that it featured on... Quite a few Disney compilation albums. Actually, this one features more than Little April Shower on a lot. Uh, the biggest one, the Disney Love Songs album, which is not, not one that comes to mind. But it does move me quite swiftly on to my top five. Ooh. Ooh. Se- segue, <laughs> Beautiful. I have done my utmost detailed investigative skills, put them to the test, to provide a compilation of... Several websites. Best Disney love songs. So I've come up with a quintessential list, shall I say, or at least a top five, for you guys to put in perfect order because you're so good at doing this.
2: Um,
0: What do you think are the greatest Disney love songs? And I'll give you a hint. Looking for romance is not on it. (laughs) No. In fact, never saw it mentioned.
2: The one that's immediately spring to my mind is Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King? Oh yeah,
1: that is a good shout.
2: Yeah, Whole New World is maybe also coming to mind. I'm not sure whether it's a love song. I feel like it's kind of a love song.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be the problem is what what is defined as a love song in this sense. Yeah. Because in my head I'm just trying to think of songs that have the word love in, and all I've got okay. is love is an open door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hint, that featured on a few lists.
2: But not this one. Well, not this one. <laughs> not
0: mine. And that's the only one that matters. Um, Sorry, Screen Rant.
1: Beauty and the Beast, I suppose, is a love song, is it? <laughs> I'm trying to think Like what is actually love? the Then what kind of love are we, t- are we talking like Romantic love Like Ooh, Or is it, like Baby that. Mine keep, From Dumbo keep, in keep there
0: that, Keep that Keep on that train of thought Oh
1: Ooh. god It could be So it could be anything
0: <laughs> It's not Not every Disney song ever
1: Like could you have um, Perfect World From Emperor's New Groove Because it's about it's called loving himself I mean is it, Could <laughs> difference is difference to should
2: um I suppose it's that song from Snow White which people seem to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Cold. Uh I actually can't remember. Then it's uh, probably
1: not on the list. <laughs> I'm wishing. Is that what it called?
2: No, it was um it was the one that like it had lots of jazz covers and stuff. But it's probably, um, probably less yeah. better.
0: Someday my prince will come, you mean? Some my
2: prince will come, yeah. It's not really a love song, I suppose, is it?
0: Right, put your nu- put your numbers where your mouth is.
2: Well I th- I think Can You Feel the Love Tonight will be number one, that's my shout.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Clearly Baby Mine is in there somewhere based on Ben's reaction to me saying it. Yeah,
2: unless it's like a song from about sisterly love from Frozen or something. <laughs> um, is there a song in Bolt? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> all
0: right, you've got two.
2: Uh, Taylor's all this time, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> okay, Beauty and song.
0: the Beast. So, uh, um, can You Feel the Love Tonight, a Whole New World, Beauty and the Beast.
2: Yeah, put Baby Mine in then. Um, so we just need to come up with one more love song. Oh, You'll Be in My Heart, there you go. Put that fifth. Yeah. Yeah, go on. It's a song about
1: French.
0: <laughs> you got one in the right order.
2: Oh, just one. Yeah,
0: in the right order. Which is You'll Be In My Heart is fifth. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um
2: Are any of the other ones in the top five?
0: Yes. You got yeah. three others. You got oh, okay. three. So okay. number one is a whole new world. Okay. Right. Number two, number two was "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Oh, so we had to play around. Number three was "Beauty and the Beast."
2: Oh wow! Okay. So we should, the only one we didn't get was number four.
0: Yes, which is "I See the Light" from Tangled.
2: Ooh. I don't know what that is. <laughs>
0: there you go. Apparently, a lot of people. It was in quite. A, it was number one on quite a few lists. Listen back, guys. You're missing out. Oh, I seen Tangled once. Oh god! Oh, it's amazing. Go watch it.
1: Okay, so now it's time to determine what is the best song from Bambi. I mean, the answer is Little April Showers, so this is going to be very quick. So my vote is for Little April Showers. Alex?
2: Drip, drip, drip.
1: Yes. Looking for romance. (laughs) Ben?
0: Yeah, it's Little April Shower. But I will be interested to see what Twitter thinks to see if Love Is A Song does get any votes, since it was nominated for an Oscar. You know, my wife, that was the first one that jumped to her mind. So I'm quite interested, because we are often wrong.
1: <laughs> we are not great at reading the
0: public. <laughs> we are not great at reading the public's mind.
1: Yeah, the Prince of Egypt episode showed that very well. <laughs> Men in like two, how did that win? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a shower, of- it's an April shower of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that brings an end to another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know which song you think is the best song from Bambi and yeah it's Little April Showers so we're not getting it wrong this week I promise Ben where can they cast their vote and follow us on Twitter at Pod. nice so you can help the podcast in many ways you can do it on Reddit by sharing this on a random subreddit Alex what Um, subreddit
2: what's the name of that Donald Duck film where he goes behind enemy lines
0: (laughs) I don't know Um, find out the name of
2: it
1: that.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So you can help us on Patreon by buying merch or by leaving a review. Links on social media and in the episode description that you're watching this on, there should be a link in there. So all I have now is to do some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from myself, goodbye, and goodbye from
2: Alex. I'll never be afraid of a good little gay little April serenade.
1: Beautiful. Nice. And goodbye from Ben. runo's getting beat! No, he's getting mad! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so goodbye, everybody. Bye. bye, bye. Yeah. I've googled what Bambi Two is about. Go. Ahead. So, set in the middle of Bambi, Bambi 2 shows the great prince of the forest struggling to raise motherless Bambi.
0: Oh, so it's a father and son film? I guess so. Does it have, like, a weird sort of montage as he tries to teach him how to, um, like, hold the ladder while he's replacing the guttering?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or how to, like, replace the drill bit? You said, like, replacing the guttering as if it wouldn't happen, but maybe maybe they lived in the universe of Snow White and they were just doing that chore for (laughs) him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.